0: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: This
2: is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. All you need is five minutes. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, X of Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. In case you missed it this morning, Harry Douglas, my man, was on get-up, hanging out with Mike Greenberg, Dan Graziano, and Tim Hasselbeck. They went back into the Tuesday memory way back machine because the NFL Combine happening this weekend, this week in Indianapolis. And they showed... Pictures back then of that little boy, Harry (laughs) Douglas, training part of the Combine as he left Louisville. My wife said, oh, my God, look how young he is.
3: (laughs) Freddie, I, I, I literally look like a high school student. You did. You
2: did. You like, did.
3: I had no facial hair at whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, my body was extremely small. <laughs> I have my daddy. I have my grown man daddy weight on me now. I'm, I'm 195. Uh-huh. At the combine, I remember yeah. I had to beef up because I wanted to, right. you know, make him think I was bigger than what I was. And I believe sure. I weighed like 170 at the combine. Wow. But during the college football season my senior year, I think I played at 160. Really? Yeah, I played at 160, I believe. How
2: did you beef up for the combine?
3: Man, just, you know, eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, working on muscle mass, even though it didn't look like it. You know, <laughs> and a lot of people used to joke with me about how, how skinny and little my legs were. I told them, have you ever seen one of those third breads at the Kentucky Derby with big legs? No. Yeah, so yeah. I thought I was a third bread, even though I didn't have the <laughs> upper body mass. <laughs> no,
2: you've seen thoroughbreds at Kentucky Derby big legs. They call them donkeys. They're not yeah, running around the race. Right. They're not running as far <laughs> as that goes. But I, the best part about that, especially, I'm looking at that, Harry Douglas back then at the combine, I said, I wonder if he wore Jabo Jabot jeans before he got to the combine, before he started working <laughs> out to get <laughs> in <laughs> shape, to make I sure. I did, familiar. I did, I did. You didn't? You, no, you, you I was in, professional? I was
3: in, yeah, I was in, like, sweats and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, but I will tell you this, the mm-hmm. combine, Yeah. I didn't like it. I, and I think a lot of guys don't like it. Why? Because you know you're you're meeting all day and meeting with teams Mm -hmm. you don't get to eat when you want to eat it was way back different then um my roommate was PR Garcon that was my roommate so we were able to develop a relationship or whatnot as well and he did had a tremendous career playing for the um for the Colts and also when he went down to the Washington Commanders Mm -hmm. but it was just you know Felt like a meat market to me.
2: That's what it is. You know what I is. mean? Yeah. It's the, as Mark Slareth used to work here, he called it the underwear underwear Olympics. That's what he called. Yeah, it. Yeah.
3: So it wasn't it wasn't something I was mm-hmm. too excited about mm-hmm. or too happy about afterwards. Right. You yep. was excited before you actually started doing the stuff, but I just felt like I couldn't.
4: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Things on my own terms, and I don't like that.
3: Okay, I haven't heard that
2: perspective regarding a combine. From somebody who went through it. Because normally the players would say, well, it is what it is.
3: Because everything is scheduled, right? You got yeah. this at this time, this at that time, that at that time. Okay. And, you know, it's different like when you're in your everyday life and you're training up to the combine and you're you're used to doing things mm-hmm. uh, at certain times of the day. So it okay. was just, it was different in a lot of hmm. capacities. Interesting.
2: Well, that little, little boy, Harry Douglas, go and get up in their website and you'll see the footage of Harry Douglas. Back then when he had finished matriculating at Louisville University at U of L, and he was working out and putting his wares on display that wound up having him having a 10-year career in the National Football League. You can wait any time you want to bring that sunshine to our sunshine on the Freddie Harry call-in line at 888-729-3776. And we continue our combine thing with... The the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The
5: main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the
2: main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Okay, here's the situation regarding two NFL teams One has a quarterback issue they're trying to solve. The other has a quarterback issue that they don't know if they're going to be able to solve that. We're going to start with the Chicago Bears when it comes to their quarterback issue. Ryan Paul's their general manager. Everybody knows what he's going to do, Harry. He's going to draft Caleb Williams. He has two first-round picks, one at number one, one at number nine. He's going to draft Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of USC at number one. But when is he going to make a decision the guy who has the job now when it comes to Justin Fields? Ryan Pauls at the combine early day, as Bears GM
1: said tomorrow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency, I would, or, I
1: would love to know as soon as possible. Right? I mean, I mean, I would love to know, um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking. Um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like
2: I want to do right by him. What do you mean you want to know? Aren't you the GM? Shouldn't you already have an idea? Or somebody else pulling those puppet strings and you're just carrying out. I'm being facetious, but I'm being a little serious here. What do you mean that you want to know? That's your job, Ryan Poles. You have to be the no, not waiting for somebody to bring you the no when it comes to Justin Fields.
3: Well, I also would say this, though, Freddie, along the same lines that you're, that you're um, bringing up, he ha- also has to answer to someone else, too. Mm-hmm. And that's ownership, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think amongst him figuring out what he's going to do in the organization, you kind of want those things to line up with ownership wants to do as well. And what if those two components are on different paths, different pages? Now? They, they have, <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying in general. Because okay. the draft is not until April. Right. So technically he doesn't have to make that decision for a while. Okay. But I think working in good faith and understanding that you had a guy in Justin Fields who was a phenomenal player underneath you for two years and you want to do right by him, Mm -hmm. you'd like to know as quick as possible.
2: Yeah, I get that. I understand that. But the fact that he said, I would like to know something, you're supposed to know that already. Because even he said about wanting to do right by Justin Fields.
1: If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, No one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move. Um, As quickly as possible, we're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization.
3: It also sounds like, you know, this is a massive decision in which we know it is. Yeah. Yeah. When you're a team that once had an opportunity and passed on Patrick Mahomes and also Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. and we've seen what Deshaun Watson was able to do before he got to Cleveland and Houston. We've all seen what Patrick Mahomes has done since being drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you watch C.J. Stroud and what he was able to do, uh, getting offensive rookie of the year, make it into the playoffs in his first season as a starting quarterback. You know this is your third opportunity. Even though they weren't there, Yeah for the first opportunity that was squandled by Mm. drafting Mitch Trubisky. This is their third opportunity as an organization, as a franchise, to make sure they get things right. So you want to exhaust every possibility when making this decision moving forward.
2: Everything you said is correct. Everything that you just said. But I know from the Chicago Bears, you should already have a plan A, plan B mapped out. True story. By now. You don't have to tell us because I get Ryan Paul's playing a little coy, he's playing the general manager game, the general managers speak. But even with the last part when he talked about wanting to do right by Justin Fields, it seems to me that they really don't have a decision. There's no consensus on what they're going to do. And what I'm saying is, based on what I'm hearing, what I just heard, what everybody just heard from Ryan Pulse, general manager of the Chicago Bears, shouldn't something be in place a little bit? Like I said, you don't have to tell us. But this is not a bait-and-switch situation. Because you have told everybody, your actions have shown everybody that you're going to move on from Justin Fields. And you should do right by Justin Fields. But if he's still on your roster when free agency begins and there are no trade prospects, whatever that is, then you haven't done your due diligence as a general manager or an organization to make sure you the guy that you really want. This way you avoid having Justin Fields and Caleb Williams on your football team at the same time at the same position.
3: No, I, I agree with what you're saying there. And also, there is a luxury from Justin Fields' standpoint if you know the team that you're going to be on moving forward. Now, he's not going to get released. Right. He's going to be traded because the Bears would want that draft compensation. But here's the luxury of when you when you do have time for, and, and hit the market before free agency. Okay. It, I went through it, Freddie. I was able to go through free agency before the free agent market hit. Okay. And I was able to signed with the with the football team the Tennessee Titans before everything else got going right because okay. the Atlanta Falcons um Release me before free agency started right. and I was happy they did, right? Because okay. I wanted to get the beat and get the jump on everything else okay. and, and, and and it was beneficial for me and my career moving forward, but for Justin Fields that's a different light because we know he's going to be tra- traded to a specific destination yeah. because of what the Bears want to return. Okay,
2: Now DJ Moore, the wide receiver of the Chicago Bears and by the way, he caught almost 100 balls last year despite the fact that it was just him and Justin Fields and nobody else helping them in the offense. He talked about the quarterback pro- prospect in his draft and he said, and I quote, I still don't think they compare to the guy I've had a chance to play with when it comes to Justin Fields last year. The fact that your number one wide receiver put that out there, not saying that he has say or that he has any kind of stroke that they're going to pay attention to, but this is not the first time that DJ Moore said that. He has been a staunch supporter of Justin Fields. Justin Fields has a lot lot of people supporting him in that locker room and Harry, I wonder how much of that could be affecting their decision to say well maybe we do have the right guy we need to put pieces around him and we know we can get something if we trade out of the number one pick keep our quarterback because this is the no it's the double you know compared to the double you don't know we believe kayla williams is gonna be a terrific quarterback we still don't know until we actually see him on an nfl field they got a pretty good idea to justin Field okay if we put more weapons around him we saw what he was able to do towards the end of last season Maybe this could be the start of something, and if we move on from him and Caleb Williams doesn't work out, that's another quarterback miss when it comes to the Chicago Bears. Well
3: well, two things with wide receiver DJ Moore that I'm trying to, you know moving to his brain and some of the reasons why he's saying this number one, when you have developed that relationship with Justin Fields and you see that guy progressing, you want to continue to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. Drafting a new quarterback, you have to form a new one uh, with Caleb Williams, if that's who they choose to draft. So that's number one. Number two, I think he's also looking at it in the sense of okay, I am the star wide receiver or the big time weapon on this football team. right. I know I'm going to get double team on multiple of occasions, and I know coverage is going to you know be rolled my way. Mm-hmm. Why can't we draft another guy at Marvin Harrison junior so right. now it's two of us opposite. I had the luxury of being able to play with a Roddy White and a Julio Jones and and Freddie. I reaped the damn benefit of it Mm -hmm. because if 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 the opponents wanted to take those two guys away, then I was going to eat inside and and, and, and into the slot. Right. And we have a lot of situations like that. You see Jamar Chase and T Higgins how it benefited those guys as well. Absolutely. Um, You look at Green Bay right now with the young weapons that they have. They have a magnitude of guys that they could put at the wide receiver position, and be effective, I think DJ Moore is looking at it like, man, it's going to be easier for me and more of a relief on me if we have another guy opposite of me yeah. that can also dictate coverage and take some of it away from myself.
2: Great stuff by Harry Douglas, Mr. Combine himself, joining Freddie Coleman. And Freddie Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Your thoughts on the Chicago Bears. What to do, what to do, what to do. They got the picks number one and number nine in the first round of the draft. But a lot of people are still supporting the quarterback, Justin Fields, to stay there and not draft Caleb Williams at number one. What say you at 888 3776 One of our favorites, one of our new favorites, is Marshawn in Iowa. Mr. M, what you got, my friend?
5: What's going on, you guys? I want to say uh, I am recovering from my birthday, man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, let's, let's, let's go ahead and say this, man. Ryan Pose, in my mind, he knows exactly what he's doing, man. You know, when you got the number one, you got your own destiny in your hands. You got the nine, you got the one. Well, you know, I'm, if I was him, what I think he's actually doing is he's using this one and he's going to make this super team around Justin Fields. Man, the world, the world wants to get rid of trade Caleb Williams. Why would we trade and get a quarterback when we don't got nobody to protect this guy? You're going to go get Caleb Williams and he's going to be injured in the third game of the season? and yeah, then Everybody's going to start talking about him? Bears got no offensive line. No. Take that number one.
2: I think Ryan Paul's got his phone. <laughs> 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 Who's that but, Marshawn?
3: Well, I'm talking to Harry. What?
2: what no, get, get his phone. Get get him off that radio show.
3: What, what Marshawn is talking about is definitely an option for the Chicago Bears, right? When you talk oh. about teams trying to move up to the number one spot, and you hold the luxury of having that number one pick. If you want to if you want to take a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit up here and say, "You know what? Take yeah. him at number 1." Right. <laughs> Why do that yeah. if you can move down and get draft collateral mm-hmm. and draft compensation for that pick and move back far enough where you still could take Marvin Harrison Jr., but now you have let's say the second pick or the third pick or you may have you know, potentially a eighth pick if it's the Atlanta Falcons that want to move up. I'm just okay. throwing them out there, okay? Right, and then you're you're still gonna have the ninth overall pick as well. You do what you do that, that's necessary. If you decide that you want to keep Justin Fields, right. to make sure you can get as much out of this as possible.
2: No doubt about that. Vaughn in Columbus wants to weigh in on this. The and Freddie and Harry call line at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Vaughn, what you got, my friend?
5: What's going on, fellas?
2: We're good. We're good, man. Appreciate first,
5: you, man. First of all, I I, I messed up the other day because I forgot to tell uh, uh, Harry that that boy was bad. But I'm going to skip that and go straight to the draft. So <laughs> if, 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up where Marshawn left off because I agree with him, and that's why I was calling in. Because see, this is the thing: if I hold the number one pick, I got I've got Justin Fields. I'll move back one and pick up some more draft capital from the from the Commanders, right? You got the Raiders sitting at what nine? They're trying to move up.
3: No, the, Ra- the Raiders so are sitting got- at thirteen. The Raiders are sitting at thirteen. Okay, they're
5: sitting at thirteen. Okay, so they're sitting at thirteen, trying to move up. See, I can move back from one to two, and from two to five or six, and still get another pick in the first round, and still pick up round uh, pick up two second rounders. So now I've got Marvin Harrison Jr. I got another receiver if I choose to, or I can get a, uh, uh offensive lineman and, and an end rusher, edge rusher. Man, that's how you build your squad, and you're still building draft capital. I'm going to get off here, and I'll listen to you. I love you guys.
3: Appreciate that,
2: Vaughn. Yeah, much love back, by the way.
3: Now, let me also say this. There's also what I feel like is could be mind-boggling for Ryan Poles and company in the front office of the Chicago Bears is that, If we decide to do it the way Vaughn and Marshawn decided, Mm -hmm. what if this guy Caleb Williams Mm -hmm. goes on to be a true franchise changer and that dynamic player that's compared to some of the greats? Yeah, no doubt. Damn, I didn't miss on another
2: one. Yeah, you can have PTSD based on previous events. Yep. When it comes to the Chicago Bears, Ryan Paul's a general manager trying to get this going down that right track. I'm with you as far as that goes, but – you got to make a decision. Have done with it, one way or the other. It's just kind of and, and
3: live with with the decision that you decide right. to make. Because you don't, we really don't
2: know. We still have the unknown when it comes to two people here. We still don't know what kind of quarterback Justin Fields can be, because the numbers say one thing about how he played better towards the end of last season. The other number that stands out is that as a starting quarterback, his record is ten and twenty-eight as the Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, granted, he had a bunch of guys around him that probably had no business being in the National Football League to the level that you needed them to play in the National Football League to help him out. So I understand why Ryan Pauls and the, and the Bears are like, I, I, what do you think? What do you think? Let's throw a dart at the board. Because of, based on previous events, I wonder how much of that is affecting their line of thinking. What to do at number one, trading out of it or keeping that pick drafting Caleb Williams and moving on from Justin Fields.
3: And for me, Freddie, when it comes to Justin Fields at the quarterback position, do I believe he has the potential to be a phenomenal quarterback in the National Football League and one of the top ones? Of course he does. But I also understand in order to be that guy, your play has to be consistent. So when it comes to Justin Fields, it's Mm -hmm. about consistency. Not having the remarkable plays and then having these bad ones. Not having three or four more remarkable ones and having four bad ones. Yeah. Also, you got to take care of the football. That's Absolutely. the most important thing at the quarterback position is taking care of the football. And I think, lastly, yeah. whether it's with the Bears or whatever organization that he's traded to, mm-hmm. you have to be able to lead your team to the playoffs.
2: No doubt about it. Like that. we've
3: seen from C.J. Stroud in, in his year rookie one.
2: season. Yeah, year one, no doubt about that. That's a great point because we believe in Justin Fields, but – if he keeps not succeeding or guys not raising their level to his level or you don't protect him enough as an organization, all those things can be true based on a potential situation involving Justin Fields either staying in Chicago and they believe he's the guy or going somewhere else and trying to be the guy and start all over again. One of our favorites is the Mighty Wolf in Virginia. He's got some to ask Harry about the combine, but three, two, one.
4: Aroo!
2: Wow,
5: man, my respectful back brothers, let me return that howl with a. (laughs) Oh, boy. For for Harry, The, the thoroughbred racetrack. Kicking a stall during the combine. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you don't mind on this uh, Delta Blues uh-huh. Tuesday, uh-huh. and I only say that because you're from Hotland, Lanta, Harry, and you guys have a club down there with a lot of history. Uh-huh. The uh, the uh, the day today uh, is not for me because I'm a casual football fan, especially about Chicago. But I would like to hear a little bit about that combine. What was the important Numbers. What were the What were the things? I'm a I'm a real fan of competitors, man. I know you weren't there to show place, but you were there to win. Please just give the audience a little something on that combine
2: competition. Oh,
3: good question, by the way. Well, yeah, like I think one of the great things about it, though, is you're surrounded by everyone. Uh, your peers that you played against in college Mm -hmm. that at some point you probably competed against in high school and everyone's there for a common goal, right? To have a solid day. So you could be drafted higher than probably what you expected when you got there. And it's crazy because the year that I got drafted, Freddie, we had no receivers taken in the, in the first round. Everyone went second and third round. And Donnie Avery was the first one. It's the same draft class as uh, Deshaun Jackson Jordy Nelson, Donnie Avery from Ole Miss. No, Donnie Avery played at Houston. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yep, he played at Houston. Yeah, because
2: Jordy Nelson at Kansas State.
3: Remember Dexter Jackson at, at App State. App State, Appalachian yep, he, State. Yeah, he was a second rounder as well to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, that's back when Gruden was coaching there. Yep.
2: Wow, man. No, it's weird to think no wide receivers back then in the first round. I know because that's how they were treated. They were being treated like running backs are treated now in the National Football League, the the common consensus was you'd get any kind of wide receiver in the third, fourth, or fifth round to make that work. Now they're like, man, if you got a stud, you better take that guy in the first round in modern football. Guys aren't passing on potential stud wide receivers every first round grade and waiting to see that they're going to be there in the second round. Interesting. Oh, great stuff. Harry Douglas, ready coming together. Keep hitting us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas 83. Don't forget the phone number as well because it's combine week. I'm sure you got plenty to stay and wonder about when it comes to the bears, what they're going to do at number one, or maybe your NFL team keep weighing in at Triple say ESPN 888 And speaking of a team that's got a quarterback issue, they don't like the guy they have or do they? Well, Harry Douglas has advice for the New York giants and I guarantee you giants fans, You are not going to like it, but you need to hear it. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE.
2: Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Two things. Number one, according to Agent Woznirowski, ESPN NBA insider, the Philadelphia 76ers expect Joel Embiid to be back with the basketball team mid to late March. He just reported that an NBA, te- NBA Today, excuse me, at ESPN, that the Philadelphia 76ers expect Joel Embiid to be back with the basketball team anywhere from mid to late March. That's according to Agent Woznirowski, ESPN NBA insider. Number two. We need to hear the advice that Harry Douglas will give to Devin Kane, our producers, New York Giants, about what they should do in the draft that happens in late April. But real quick, Biscuit, great name, in Chicago at 888 As a Bears fan, he needs a safe space about his team and the quarterback quandary that they're in right now. Mr. Biscuit, the safe space is yours.
5: Fellas, fellas, man, it's so good to get through and talk to y'all, man. Y'all get me through my day. But first off, I, I would like some, some, some love Friday, sad music, because it's a sad Tuesday in my world. Uh, if we get rid of Fields, man, I just think we just need to move the team to Indiana or something, man. Because it's ridiculous that we're going back and forth about Caleb Williams, and he's not even proven Justin showed flashes. I know he showed flashes, but it's like that girl, you know, it's like that freshman girl in high school. She wasn't cute as, as a freshman, but once she got a senior, she was the prime queen. He
3: <laughs> <laughs> needs her. He needs hey, Biscuit, that's a good one, man. That's a good one, my man. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. <laughs> wow. But, but I think, like, for Ryan Poles, for ownership, uh, For Matt Eberflus, they understand that this is, you know, a very important decision that can cost them their job. Absolutely. So That's they're going to exhaust every opportunity that they can possibly have uh, amongst this situation, and they have to make the right one. They they can ill afford to make the wrong decision because, like I just mentioned, Freddie, mm-hmm. they're going to lose their job if they do. It's no it's no other way to say it.
2: Yeah, you only lose your job as a GM depending on the quarterback you draft. Seriously, it's not about anybody else. You can have a bad draft, but if a quarterback's really good that you hit on, people overlook that. They will, overlook your, they will give you a pass on those misgivings. But you mess that up, and the Bears we've seen have messed up a couple of times, even though Ryan Poles wasn't there the last time, when they decided that Mitch Trubisky was worth that draft capital to give, give that to San Francisco to trade in that spot hall so you fly by a guy named Patrick Mahomes, who the Chiefs traded into the top 10 to get. I understand why they believe they're in a the quarterback quandary. Because they know, like you said, Harry, those kind of decisions at quarterback, if you miss, all of a sudden you're on the unemployment line eating government cheese.
3: 100%. And there's no other way to look at it, Freddie. When you look at Ryan Pose, who came from Kansas City, who, who was there with them. Absolutely. And, and yep. actually seen it get done with a guy named Patrick Mahomes, who sat behind Alex Smith. So now he's trying to bring some of that expertise and some of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs were able to do amongst their entire football team to the Chicago Bears. Now, yeah. the, the one piece to the puzzle is the quarterback position. It's hard for your team to be successful if the quarterback position isn't right. Do I believe Justin Fields has the potential to be a great quarterback in this league? Yes, he does. He just has to show it on a consistent basis, yeah, in my no,
2: opinion. I'm completely with you. Keep weighing in at 888 ESPN. That 888 Be a part of the Freddie and Harry. Call in line with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80, and I just tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Wait until you hear the advice that Harry Douglas, noted ah! Atlanta Falcons fan, about to give every New York Giants fan, including our producer, Devin Kane, about what they should do in the draft. That is literally about two months from now. But wait until hear what Joe Shane had to say as the Giants GM about the quarterbacks in the draft. And, oh, by the way, the Giants, once again, have a top 10 pick.
0: Yeah, it's a good quarterback draft. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not just at the top. There's some guys that are mid-levels that I think will be good number twos. There's some guys that, you know, can be number threes in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a solid draft all over.
2: So, Harry Douglas, and I'm going to let everybody know, full disclaimer. He had this piece of advice on Get Up early this morning. Catch that show 8 a.m. 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Harris usually there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Repeat what you said earlier today on Get Up about the advice that you would have for the New York Giants with the sixth pick in the NFL draft about two months from now.
3: They have to move up and take a quarterback. Because if you're not going to sign Saquon Barkley, you didn't franchise tag him. If you're not going to sign him and give him give him the money that he's probably going to be asking for – if I'm a Giants fan, who am I looking forward to go see play at MetLife Stadium offensively for the New York Giants? Right, crickets. Cause, cause, cause there's gonna be no damn body, Freddie. Nobody whatsoever. So for them as an organization, I also, if I'm Joe Shane and I'm and I'm Brian Dable, I can't hitch my wagon and potentially lose my job to a guy because of a guy in Daniel Jones right. who's coming off an ACL injury that he just uh, received in November. In, excuse me, in August, it will be nine months post-ACL surgery. That's nine months. I don't know how he's going to be ready for the, the mm. 2024 NFL season, but I highly recommend – Joe Shane, the general manager and ownership of the New York Giants organization to move up and take a quarterback. Because at least if you draft a a quarterback in this draft, Mm -hmm. now fans are excited about something. Because right now, offensively, they aren't excited about anything.
2: And especially when they're going to move on from Saquon Barkley, when you're not going to franchise tag him. Joe Shane even says they still want Saquon Barkley
0: back, but we have you know Saquon Barkley, which we're going to talk to his representatives this week. There's nothing new on that front. You know the conversation, the plan all along was to meet here in Indy and have those discussions about you know how we're going to move forward with him. He's a guy we'd like to have back, so those conversations will take this week and will take place this week and we'll see if we can get something done.
2: He meant to say how we're going to move forward without him. Because they want to move forward, Saquon Barkley, but on their terms, whether it's a contract term, the length of the contract, money, whatever that is. Whatever top dollar that Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, has completely, completely earned more than a quarterback, Daniel Jones, who, by the by, is going to get $35.5 million this year in guaranteed money. Daniel Jones, a quarterback. Those checks are regular. The first and 15th of every month this year. He's getting $35.5 million in guaranteed money. He's going to get $80 million in guaranteed money when he combines his salary in 2023 and 2024. The New York Giants know that they take your advice, Harry Douglas. They're letting Daniel Jones that this is it. You got the guaranteed money. We believed in you. We probably shouldn't have believed in you at those prices, but this is going to be it. But watch the New York Giants not do that. They're not going to move up in the draft to take a quarterback. Even if they stay at six, they, they could think about taking J.J. McCarthy. They're not going to do that. When you hit your wagon to that guy, Daniel Jones, and he had a myriad of injuries since his NFL career got started, you want to see what kind of return on investment. You're hoping that that will not blow up in your face, which is potentially the case with the Giants giving that kind of money to a guy that was still unproven when it came to quarterback Daniel Jones.
3: And I'll tell you, I, I really dislike when organizations do that. Let's prove. Let's prove that we were right. Let's prove that we, it's okay to say you were wrong, especially if if, if it's for the better – of the organization. If your organization is going to be better that you move on and you draft a quarterback and admit you made the mistake, right. it's okay to do that. But I'm not going to sit here in my sorrows and sit here and watch Daniel Jones not be the guy that we hoped he can be and let him bring me down as well. It's like throwing me in the water with a damn anchor and and telling me to swim up to the top. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> It's humanly impossible.
2: <laughs> so if I'm
3: a New York Giants and Devin Kane, our producer, he's a faithful Giants fan. Yes, he is. So, Devin, what do you want the Giants to do? Do you want the Giants to move up? Or are you cool with Daniel Jones? Because I know you're a big Daniel Jones fan. You believe Daniel Jones can take you out to the promised land? Or what should the Giants do? What should Joe Shane do?
2: Harry, you're putting me in a tough spot here.
3: That's why this, that's why this is a great I, show. I was about
2: I, to say, I, that, that was by design, by the way. I, I think if you give Daniel Jones, but again, the thing that's worrying me a lot now is the injuries is, are starting to pile up. Uh-uh, so uh, I,
3: don't talk around it. I can't, I'm not. What, I, I what can't are you that. doing if you're the Giants, Devin Kane?
2: If you have an opportunity to get
4: one of these top three guys and you're not breaking the bank to get it, I think you got to do it.
2: Okay. Case close. Okay. I agree with you, Harry. Okay. Wow. Look at that. You didn't you, think we could do this, you, did you? You guys, have, you guys have come so far together saying "Kumbaya" in a short amount of time. You two.
3: You know who plays? You know who plays in ATL next year? Who's that? Giants, Falcons. Oh boy! What you trying to do? I, I think he's we- trying to. I think he's
2: trying to make his way down there to root for his I'm team. I'm not trying to make a team. wager, but yeah, we should we should go to the game. Oh, there's going to be a wager. If I have to facilitate this, like the late great Don. Well, oh, he's not dead. The late Don King. Oh, I'm going to facilitate this. Only in America can we have this kind of betting, spectacular,
3: wonderful betting between Devin Kane right, and so, also Harry Douglas. So here's what we'll do, DK. Mm-hmm. If I'm not calling an NFL game that weekend, okay. because, you Big know, flex.
2: nice work, work
3: <laughs> comes first. That was, that was, you know, ESPN that, Radio. That was a strong break. flex. Being with my guy Steve Levy. Y'all know I love to call NFL games. If that I'm was, not calling an NFL game yeah, that weekend.
2: That's like a brother working out on Instagram flexing. That's what that was <laughs> from Harry Douglas right now.
3: I got your back. I got you. You don't have to worry about a ticket. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about none of that. Right. I'm gonna I'm take care of you that weekend. Yeah. And we well, it has to be just that Sunday
4: because
3: college football duties. But I got you. We go to spots. You know anything. some spots, right? We can go to some spots. D- you best to believe it. And you, what kind of wings pass. do you like? What kind of wings do you like? I was DK? Say,
2: Devin Harry's probably forgotten more about spots in Atlanta than most people know in Atlanta currently I, right now. I like those lemon pepper loos. You like
3: lemon love. pepper loos? We're gonna get some lemon pepper loos. Okay. You gotta Call t- it Magic City because my whole yeah, city magic, yeah, baby. Yeah, you got to
2: take him to the Peachtree District, though. You got to take him <laughs> down there.
3: Oh, no, I got I got another little spot. One oh, of my homeboys, he, he owns a, a, a bar in Buckhead. Okay. I'll take Devin, I'll take Devin there as well. All right. All right. Mm. But I know Devin liked chocolate.
2: Back, I think I think the <laughs> hot wings with the lemon pepper sprinkles is what I'm going for.
3: And what you know
2: about that, Harry? And, I know all about it. And we're back here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance, with Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Like we mentioned, keep weighing in about when it comes to the quarterback conjury that could involve your team at Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six and on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas eighty three. Meanwhile, the NBA this head coach is the leading candidate for the most upset coach in any sport in 2024 where's
1: the New York media now the absolute worst call of the season and he had every right
2: to be and he got even madder after that that's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app this is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio
0: now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team
2: Sometimes the show just writes itself Monty Williams Detroit Pistons head coach has had it with bad officiating affecting his eight win Detroit Pistons team Harry Douglas Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by progressive insurance on Sirius XM channel 80 and I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio let's set up the situation the Knicks won it last night 113 and 111 over Detroit Detroit was leading this game 111 to 110 then a complete sequence of not bad basketball but competitive basketball The Knicks had two shots at it. Didn't make it count. Detroit tries to tip it out. They do. Then Asu Williams going for the basketball. Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks. They collide. Dante DiVincenzo clearly fouled Asure Williams. Did Asure Thompson, excuse me, did not get the call. They kick it to Josh Hart. He makes the the basket. Then he makes the free throw. The Knicks win it 113 to 111. That's why Monty Williams, Pistons head coach definitely is going to win the award for the most upset coach in all sports in 2023 and 2024 because
1: where's the new york media now the absolute worst call of the season no call and enough's enough we've we've done it the right way we've called the league we've sent in clips we're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again we had a chance to win the game and the guy dove into Asar's legs and there was a no call that, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm
2: done. Now, meanwhile, James Williams, the other Williams in the situation, the referee who was closer to the play, told a pool reporter that a foul should have been called. He said, and I quote Harry, upon post-game review, we determined that Ashir Thompson gets to the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante DiVincenzo. End quote.
3: Does Monty Williams have a case to be made in this whole ordeal, Freddie? One hundred percent. It should have been a foul. Dante DiVincenzo went right through the thigh board. What coaches teach when you're tackling and playing football, mm-hmm. or should I just say, rugby? Right. Either, either, either of the two. But also, I can point to and. When his players asked him, what more can we do? Well, there's a few things I could point out, which more that they can do. Okay. Number one, after Jalen Brunson misses the shot, get the damn rebound, get the rebound. Mm-hmm. And then a ball ended up in one of the players' hands. He got the ball knocked out of his hands. Mm-hmm. So number two, hold on to the basketball. <laughs> and then for a Sir Thompson, he looked like he had it and mishandled it. For number three. Yeah. Hold on to the basketball again. So <laughs> I just thought about three things before they even got to the the the, the, the simple fact that Dante DiVincenzo went to the thigh board of Asura Thompson. Mm-hmm. Three things that could have been done by the Detroit Pistons. And I get it, Monty Williams. Yes, it should have been a foul called. But also, if you get the rebound and box out after the first miss, mm-hmm. are we talking about this? If you control and hold on to the basketball after you didn't get the offensive rebound – and you finally have possession of it, right. we aren't talking about this. Mm-hmm. If a Sir Thompson just grabs the foot basketball and don't fumble it, are we talking about this? So there are multiple things that could have been different yeah. during this matchup in those last seconds of the basketball game.
2: Here's why what Monty Williams had to say was good and bad for the NBA. Of course, it's bad for the NBA because you don't want officials missing calls like that. You go back right before the All-Star break. The New York Knicks are playing the Houston Rockets. They call the foul on Jalen Brunson, where it clearly was shown. He didn't make any contact. The Houston Rockets player taking that shot with .1 seconds left in the game. They make the free throws. They win it. Tom Thibodeau could not challenge it because he had no challenges left. People are wondering why they could not challenge it last night. Only you can do that if a whistle is blown in that situation. The whistle was not blown. So, in effect, they were not going to interfere and make that a point of interruption when it comes to that. So, that's what's bad for the NBA. What's good for the NBA is that this was everywhere. If you're in an NFL world, any attention for your sport, even with a team that only has eight wins this season, is not a bad thing for the NBA. And not for nothing, and something that you said triggered this in my mind with Monty Williams and guys not getting the basketball and securing the basketball and rebounding the basketball, he can use his motivation see everybody's against you. It's not all your fault that you only have eight wins. But nobody wants you to get the number nine. They want you to go down as the worst team in the regular season in the history of the NBA. They want you to surpass the Philadelphia 76ers who only won nine games in the 70s. It's a perfect motivational tool if you're Monty Williams. Because every player that heard that said, we don't have to worry about our coach not having our back. That was what was so good for that. That people were talking about it. And it was good for Monty Williams and a motivation for his basketball team.
3: And, Freddie, he has a 1,000% case. But when we talk about the pure fundamentals of the game of basketball, rebounding, boxing out, being strong with the basketball, if the Detroit Pistons were to do those things, they would have came away with the victory. It would have never got to the point that it actually did.
2: Yeah, and it did get there, and they're still stuck on eight wins and a very, very warm coach, Monty Williams not happy about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. And why don't people Jason love Jason Tatum as much as they should when it comes to the Celtics superstar? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.